السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ولبينا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فيا عباد الله يقول الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه العزيز لقد خلقنا الإنسان في أحسن تقويم صدق الله العلي العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إنما بعثت لأتم مصالح الأخلاق وكما قال عليه السلاة والتسليم إن شاء الله we're going to start a new series titled and called Islamic Manners and it will be based off a book by Sheikh Abdul Fattah Abu Ghadda Rahmatullahi Alayh he wrote an Arabic book called Min Adab Al-Islam and there's many English translations for it too so it will be based off of that in our current age inshallah the purpose of choosing this topic is very similar to the reason why he wrote the book. Because we live in an era, in a time where Muslims to an extent have forgotten how to have good akhlaq, good manners and etiquettes. And nowadays to an extent, those who want to be religious or in the line of religion and piety, they give actions in a'mal the utmost importance. And without a doubt, reciting Qur'an is important. Praying your tahajjud and your daily five prayers is important and rewarding. Doing your dhikr and askar without a doubt is rewarding. Making du'as without a doubt is rewarding. But Al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa did not bring thousands and hundreds of thousands to Islam by just doing ibadah. It's not like he just sat in the masjid and people came. The Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa was a human being. He lived to an extent just like us, a normal human life. And people... It's not like he وسلم, just sat there and everything came from the heavens even though he had the power to do that. But he wanted to show us the proper manners of how we need to spread this din. Akhlaq, manners, etiquette, how we socialize with one another, how we present ourselves to others, how we talk to one another, how we treat one another, how we act and react <coughs> is how Al-Nabi attracted people to Islam, he was like a magnet when you were with him, you didn't want to leave him. You see, in, in the time when the Prophet ﷺ was in Makkah, the Quraysh would tell the, you know, the wayfarers, the travelers, cover your ears, don't listen to him. 
Close your ears, don't listen to him. Don't listen to his statement. You know, he's going to perform magic on you. It's a means of sorcery. That was the best objection they could come up with. Because what he said was so eloquent and so beautiful. It was so powerful, it was so attracted in small statement. He said such a deep meaning to it. You really had to think about what did our Prophet wasallam just say? You know, just take one narration, take any narration. That's it. How powerful is that statement? I have been sent. Now take the meaning of being sent. This isn't an average human being saying, you know, I've been sent. This is Al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the leader of mankind saying, I have been sent. You know, if somebody, you know, a student comes to me and said, my te- you know, uh, they told me to come to you to talk to you about my grades. And you're only going to specifically talk about your grades. But the Prophet of Allah was an amazing human being, the best of leaders. And he said, I have been sent to an extent that gives the meaning of specific. That child only came to you, that student only came, I have only been sent to you to talk to you about this topic. That is the only reason I was sent. This is a powerful statement. إِنَّمَا بُعِثْتُ I have been sent لِأُتَمِّ مَصَالِحَ الْأَخْلَاقِ To perfect character. My maqsad, my purpose of existing, that one of the greatest reasons why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent me is to perfect character. Character what? In salah? How do you have adab of salah? How do you recite Quran? Yes, those are more important. But what is character and etiquette referring to? It was the teachings and the way the Prophet ﷺ presented himself in front of others that brought people to Islam. So that is why this topic is important. And the second reason. One is, because the Prophet ﷺ came to perfect it, he came to teach us. So we need to make our etiquette akhlaq at, at the best means possible. The second we will find in the teachings of Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam certain things we are already doing. We will find within the teachings of Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam certain things we are already doing. Now all we have to do is continue doing them with that intention that I'm doing it because the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam did it. I'm not doing it because I felt like you know. Unfortunately, we live in an era. You know, I only read a little bit. I read on Google, I heard in a bayan, but I want to express my opinion. We are an opinionated era. Everyone feels like I have an opinion. I'm not an expert in that field. Look at me, I read a little. You know, I'm not a scholar, but I heard. No, no, you're not a scholar, keep your mouth shut. We don't express what we feel in here. We don't express what we feel in here. In our expertise, yes, maybe. But it's not your level of expertise. You know, I felt like this would be good. No, no, no. Now we're able to take that feeling, I felt like it. Now you can continue certain things and saying, I did it. Because my Habib sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did it. That means it has to be right. He can't be wrong. We can all be wrong. But we're human beings. We're bound to make mistakes. But Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is ma'asum. He never makes mistakes. So how the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam presented himself? Certain things that we think is not good. Certain things that even the Sahaba thought wasn't good, but they had the opportunity to ask him. 
And they were, a, we, we thank them for asking those questions because they clarified our objections too. Inshallah, in today's session, we'll go over one of those. The religion of Islam has rules and etiquettes. And it's through those rules and etiquettes that people were attracted to Islam. It's such a beautiful religion. It's such a caring religion. It's such an amazing religion. Now, the etiquettes of the Nabi wasallam they were very unique. Because it applies to the elderly, the young, the old, the weak, the strong, the powerful. It applies to everyone. You see, one of the reasons why the Nabi was sent you know, as a poor person, even though it's not like the Prophet didn't have access to money. You think the Prophet of Allah didn't have access to money? You think the Prophet of Allah couldn't just make one dua and money would shower from the skies? You don't think an angel came to the Prophet and said, we'll turn the mountain of Uhud into gold for you? You don't think he had those opportunities? We didn't forget the narration of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam offered Salat al-Asr. He ran right outside after Salat al-Asr. Right after Salat, he ran out. Sahaba asked him, Ya Rasulullah, why did you run out? I, I remembered I had some money sitting at home. I didn't want to keep it. I wanted to donate it. You think he didn't have that opportunity? But he knew that if he was rich, then his teachings would only apply to the rich. But the fact he stayed poor, now his teachings apply to the rich and the poor. So his style was unique, it was amazing, it was effective. It's so beautiful that see every Prophet ﷺ was sent to a nation in an era and his teachings only catered to that era and that nation. Isa ﷺ only catered to his people. Sayyidina Musa ﷺ only catered to their people. And his teachings were not universal. How amazing is it that what we read 1400 years ago applies just as it, apply, it applies today just as much as it did last than 1400 years ago. <inaudible> to all of human beings. To all of mankind. Not a specific town, not a specific era, not a specific group. Not the chosen ones. <inaudible> that is how unique his teachings were. And also, of course, it includes the women too. The Prophet said the women are the counterpart of men. Anything that applies to the men, it applies to the women too. So this akhlaq is not just for the men, it's not just for the people who can hear it, it's for everyone, the children, the young and old. So we're going to go over these etiquettes, inshallah, in about eight to nine sessions, hopefully. And we're not just going it, just to hear it, just to know it. Oh, it's cool. Nice, nice to know. This isn't some. This isn't college. You know where they teach you things you don't need in life. This is not what this is. Whatever we teach here, you apply. It's practical. So whatever you hear, you apply it. Then you won't forget it. What you apply, you don't forget. And you apply it immediately. The Prophet wasallam said, "You know, rush to khair. You have an opportunity to do khair. Do it right away. Don't delay it. I'll do it tomorrow. From tomorrow, I'm gonna do this. No, from now." Why tomorrow? Now you don't even know if you're going to live tomorrow. From now, why tomorrow? We don't even know if we're going to live tomorrow. I went to Tampa about two to three weeks ago. And, you know, I don't want to say the Masjid's name or anything. But anyways, I've spoken there a few times of one of, this particular, one of these specific Masjid's. Young Imam there. Maybe two to three years older than me. Excellent, beautiful Imam. 
Quran is extremely strong. You can read Quran in one night, two nights, three nights. Energetic. You know, brought a whole community there. People moved there for him. Has maybe, I think, one daughter. Maybe a month and a half ago, he went to the doctor to get some checkup for his back pain. And he found out that he had cancer in his spinal cord, stage four. Not stage one, stage, no, stage four. How long do you have left? Technically, you're supposed to have a few months left, but if you can somehow manage it, you might be able to get, enough, given a, get a few years. Tomorrow? We're going to start from tomorrow? I'm talking to you about the teachings of Nabi Sallallahu I'm going to delay it another day? No, no, no. We start today, now. The second we hear it, we start it, we apply it. So, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq to bring these teachings of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in our lives. So the first topic, and we're only going to discuss this topic, is the importance of appearance. Now what does appearance mean? Now I'm not talking about the high classy fashion. Unfortunately, you know, the society and this media has made our minds, the more expensive it is, the more beautiful it makes you look. The more expensive it is, it's a trick. It's a trick. You know, buy your Nike shoes here, I'll get the exact same design made in Pakistan for maybe a third or less the price. I used to buy $100 you know, glasses in America when they used to be made for $5, $10 in Pakistan. It's the exact same. So when I'm talking about design and fashion and appearance, I'm not talking at the level our youngsters think of it nowadays where we have these celebrities present and influencers present the most expensive you know, items and clothes and jewelry, wallahu alam, what era we're living in. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about appearance and accordance to the teachings of Al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa So I'm not saying spend extravagantly when we touch this topic. But the style we dress and present ourselves the ittar, the cologne, the perfume we put on. That is also a means of da'wah. So when you go to work and you're looking fresh, like we say nowadays, you're looking fresh, you're looking good every day. And someone were to ask you, why? Why do you dress up every day? Give them two reasons. Number one, my Habib sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told me to. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam put oil in his beard. When you were with him, he smelled the best. You don't want to leave his company. You know, if someone smells good, you don't want to leave him. You don't even want to talk to him. You just want to sit next to him. The Prophet ﷺ's sweat was itta. His sweat smelled good. Prophet ﷺ presented himself. Now, so somebody asks you, why are you dressing up? Why do you look so good? Why are you smelling good? My deen teaches me that. Now you have an opportunity to talk about deen. You didn't say, because I felt like it, I wanted to look good, you know, look good, feel good. Those are good statements. But no, no, my Prophet ﷺ told me to dress good. Secondly, prayer time might come in between work. And I want to make sure when I'm standing in front of Allah, I present myself in a good manner, in a presentable manner. We go meet the president, the king, the CEO, the boss. So you go into a wedding, we're going to dress up properly. We're meeting the kings of kings and we won't dress up. We don't want to present ourselves. We're praying our Salat al-Fajr at home. We're just going to put on like a half-sleeve jubbah or just put on an undershirt and just pray. You're standing in front of Allah, the King of Kings, and you don't want to dress up? So when someone were to ask you, why are you dressing up? First, you got to dress up in order to do that. Dress up, smell good, look good, look fresh. Because my Prophet ﷺ told me to. It becomes a means of da'wah. 
No, if that dressing up, putting on the the perfume, the itta, the cologne, brings in a sense of pride, then don't do it. You know, I look the best. I look amazing. If that feeling comes in your heart, don't dress up no more. So don't play with it. So two ways, three. Arrogance is worse. Yes, dressing up is from akhlaq of Nabi from the etiquettes. But arrogance is worse. Getting rid of that arrogance is more important. But when you dress up, when you put on your clothes, when you iron your clothes, you put on some ittar, you know, you comb your hair, you comb your beard, you make yourself look presentable, not because I felt like it, not because I want to, not because I'm supposed to, but because my Prophet, our Prophet wasallam, told us to. That's the biggest and the only reason. Everything else is secondary. But see, how many things does that handle? Just think about it first. When you're talking to a Muslim or non-Muslim, you don't want to leave your company. You look presentable. You don't have this, you know. Prophet said, smile. Fortunately, nowadays we have these strict, angry faces 24-7. Sahaba radiallahu said, when we sat in the company, the Prophet his smile made us smile. Smile! Look, make, make people want to sit with you. So your, your smell, your fragrance, your presentation will keep people, will attract people to you. Not, again, not for the wrong reasons. Not for pride, not for arrogance, but because my Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam told me. And we make an effort to present ourselves. So one is our appearance, we look fresh. But we also make a second effort. This is going to be more difficult for people. You see, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, in the era he lived in, he wanted the Muslims to stick out, to stand out. When you wear an imama, wear a topi, wear a kufi. They don't wear kufis, they don't wear topis. I want to be different. So make yourself look distinct from others. In other words, look like a Muslim. Everyone should be able to tell you're a Muslim. You have this distinct appearance from everyone else. We don't hide our identity. Why? We're at workplace, present yourself as a Muslim. Look like a Muslim. You know, a lot of times when I'm at the grocery stores and I have my, you know, my toban or my mama and, and I pass by a brother and they said, are you too prideful to say salam to me? You know, because I'm dressed up. You know, if you're dressed up like this, you're arrogant automatically, right? Why didn't you say salam to me, brother? Are you too good to say salam to me? How was I supposed to tell you you look like a Muslim? How was I supposed to know? You have no identity on your body, your face, your future. I have no idea you're a Muslim. How did you know I was a Muslim? You're worried about me not saying salam. How do you know I was a Muslim? So we present ourselves. We look good. We look fresh. Because the Prophet ﷺ told us to. And we make an effort to have a distinct look. In other words, we look like Muslims. We present ourselves as Muslims. We're not scared. And if the elders are scared, then the children will definitely be scared. Who wants to go to school dressed up like a Muslim? Is it Halloween? Is that our fear? No. Tell your children to look like Muslims. Why would we be scared? It's the greatest of teaching this our entrance into Jannah. So, make yourself look Muslim and look and smell good, inshallah. Imam Karafi, rahmatullahi alayhi, says, وَعْلَمْ أَنَّ قَلِيلَ الْأَدَبْ خَيْرٌ مِنْ كَثِيرٌ مِنْ كَثِيرٌ مِنَ الْعَمَلِ He says, good akhlaq 
a little good akhlaq, just you know, somewhat of good manners, is better than an abundant amount of actions. Our actions only affect us. Our ibadah only affects us. Our tahajjud only affects us. Our Quran only affects us. Our adhkar only affects us. How we treat others affects an entire community. Affects everyone around you. These social and these etiquettes of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa are extremely important. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa was with some sahaba rajma'een and they were headed back home. He said, إِنَّكُمْ قَاضِبُونَ عَلَىٰ إِخْوَانِكُمْ فَأَصْلِحُوا رِحَالَكُمْ وَأَصْلِحُوا لِبَاسَكُمْ You're going to meet your brothers. You haven't seen them in so long. It's been a minute since you've, met, since you've met them. Make sure you put on a proper dress. Make sure you look presentable. Make sure your means of transportation doesn't look dirty, it's clean. Your car is clean, your dress is clean. Because you are about to meet your brothers. Present yourself in a manner where your brothers want to be with you. The Prophet ﷺ is advising the Sahaba of this. One Sahaba, he says, Ya Rasulullah. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, No one will enter paradise if they have in their heart a grain of arrogance. And the Sahaba, he asked a question that we might have probably all asked. Or we might have been worried a little bit. The Sahaba, he said, Ya Rasulullah, can a man dress like his dress to be nice and his shoes to be nice? Yani, is it from America? Is it from arrogance to dress properly? Is it from arrogance to have nice shoes on? Is it from arrogance to have a good dress on? The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he responded, "Allah subhanahu wa taala is jamil, yuhib al-jamal. Allah subhanahu wa taala is beautiful and he loves beauty. Arrogance is to deny rights and look down upon people. It is not to dress properly." So if that dress is becoming a means of arrogance, don't wear it. Don't do it. But if it isn't, if it's for the sunnah of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa then continue. So a few points and we'll end it quickly inshallah. Number one, we dress properly every day. Whether we're meeting our relatives, our parents, our elders, our youngsters, our colleagues, our cousins, it doesn't matter who we're meeting. Dress properly. Present yourself properly because that's what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa told us to do. Number two, make yourself look like you're a Muslim. Everyone from a distance should be able to tell you're a Muslim. Whether it's your dress, whether it's just wearing a topi or a kufi, whatever it may be, an onlooker from a distance could tell you're a Muslim. And when someone were to ask you, why are you dressing up so nice? Tell them our deen tells us to. Not that I felt like it. Our deen tells us to. Number three, the Prophet ﷺ regularly had ittar in his pocket. Constantly had ittar and cologne. Keep it on you. Constantly, you know, not put it on all the time, but the Prophet ﷺ generally had it. As a matter of fact, some narration said it was his regular ittar. And when you go for Jum'ah Salah, you know, put on your regular ittar. So the Prophet ﷺ had a fragrance or a scent that he used to always put on. And the last topic, before we end this chapter, inshallah, is when we host guests. Or we're going to visit others. No matter how close of friends they are, relatives they are, they're your parents, whatever. Whatever they may be, continue dressing up yourself. Present yourself in a manner. We have lost this habit of inviting guests over. And when you are invited, give them a gift. The Prophet ﷺ said, exchange gives, gifts or exchange love. 
learn to we need we have lost this what it, the you know the the our elders or the or the pious predecessors they had a habit of inviting each other over and always the guest would give some, the host a gift a general habit of giving the host a gift even if it was a small gift just like a miswaksik but invite each other over and exchange gifts even if it's for a short time Unfortunately, we live in a culture era where no, we can only have a gathering if we have like 10 dishes, 5 dishes, 6 dishes, and the meal is cooked extremely, you know, delicious and tasty, and the presentation is there, and we have to, you know, there's all these formalities, okay, we can't just show up. No, there's so many formalities. Call them after Asr, they can leave by Maghrib. That's it. That can make that brother's day, can make your day, and now you have done your job of taking care of others. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unite this community. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instill within us the akhlaq of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the strength, the tawfiq, the divine ability that whatever we do, we do it with correct intention. I read this hadith the other day that I just shared really quickly. And it's regarding intentions. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, whoever says this three times in the morning, after salat al-fajr, and three times in the evening, after salat al-asr. That will clear your intentions. Everything you do will be for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min an ushrika bika shay'a wa ana a'lamu bihi wa astaghfiruka bima la'alam. Either you can listen to the recording afterwards or inshallah in our WhatsApp group I will post this dua. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min an ushrika bika shay'a wa ana a'lamu bihi wa astaghfiruka bima la'alam. جزاكم الله خيرا وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين